0: Welcome to Voices on Ukraine, Voices of Ukraine, a series of podcasts by ECFR. Today we are talking to Mikhailo Ternakov, an expert on judicial reform tied to the reanimation reform package of initiatives, which bring the activist and expert to push for reforms in Ukraine. Good morning, Mikhailo.
1: Hello, thanks for having me.
0: How would you assess the guarantor process of of reforms in Ukraine and the main challenges? briefly?
1: Well uh first of all I would say uh that any reformation process uh if we're talking about real reform not some minor changes is quite uh complicated and cannot be done in uh I don't know in in one uh voting or or in one day that's obvious uh, that's why judicial reform as well is uh, something that that takes time to be implemented and to be developed and uh, fully implemented into into country's life Uh, so far there have been some there's been some progress Uh, three laws were adopted that had to do with uh, uh, the reformation of the judiciary of Ukraine since the revolution of dignity in uh, early 2014 Uh, and uh, of course there's still a lot to do much more to do because uh, the main problems of the uh, judiciary in Ukraine is or are um, political dependence and uh, corruption as assessed by many experts and, and by the public as well. So uh, we need to, first of all, we need to fight that and to to tackle this problem properly, we should amend the constitution that would uh, eliminate the, the powers of the politicians over the judiciary, first of all.
0: And I know there's an ongoing process of constitutional reform, and there's a commission for that purpose. What would be the chances of a successful constitutional reform when it comes to the judiciary? For instance, when it comes to the High Council of Justice body?
1: Well, uh, first of all, it is it is important to note that the Constitutional Commission is uh, a body which is under the President of Ukraine. So whatever the Commission does, the President can then, uh, first of all, he, he influences his his voice is very much heard uh, so to say in uh, in the commission and even more after the commission comes up with uh, with an actual uh, law proposal or with actual amendments the subject of of the legislative initiative is still the president so he can then or his office can then also alter the proposed amendments so that should be taken into account that uh, basically this this constitutional commission is the body which is uh, which is under the president so uh, the president made it very clear that he owns the judicial reform him he, he named it the reform number one uh, out of uh, all the reforms we need to we need to make and uh, uh, he pointed out repeatedly that we should eliminate the influence of the politicians over the judiciary but so far let us say that the the latest text the latest uh, proposal Of the amendments is, uh, of course, it is is, uh, big progress compared to what we have now. But unfortunately, it doesn't quite eliminate all the influence over the judiciary. And first of all, here I'm talking about the influence of the president, because uh, that is something that doesn't go away in the the presented uh, amendments. And uh, actually, in in some points, the uh, influence of the president is, uh, in fact, increased. Uh, what, what concerns uh, the actually that concerns the the composition of the High Council of Justice too, because the, all the powers of the president they are remained uh, in the in the proposed amendments. Uh, he appoints three members, still appoints three members of the uh, High Council of Justice, and also uh, he he keeps and uh, uh, actually wind, widens his uh, authority to. Uh, create the courts to eliminate the courts to appoint judges to dismiss judges and to transfer judges, which is not not explicitly pointed out in the constitution but uh, the, uh, the the law the the, the formulation is uh, is made so that that it becomes quite possible that uh, uh, this this authority also will be kept in, in the president 's capacity
0: in this regard and giving your expertise in topic. What, in your view, would be the shape of a positive judicial reform in Ukraine? For instance, some of the proposals discussed regarding lustration. And as you would know, there's, there are mixed views among local experts, for example, some of the Europeans, on how far should lustration of the judiciary go in the current circumstances and also the public perceptions on the judi- judiciary are staggeringly low in terms of the perception of corruption.
1: Sure. Uh, That's that's a very good point you made, and um, uh, first of all, let me say that despite the influence of the president that is kept in the constitution, the the rest, uh, the composition of High Council of Justice, uh, that's a big progress, because uh, what is proposed in the the amendments is uh, the the formation of the High Council of Justice according to European standards, which uh, say Mm -hmm. that uh, the majority of High Council of Justice should be judges elected by judges, which should, which should uh, ensure the judicial independence and uh, the, the independence of the, of the very body that, that appoints uh, judges and that uh, at least recommends the president to, to appoint judges and that, that decides on the judicial career and the disciplinary proceedings and such. Talking about illustration, uh, let me say that, of course, in my opinion, when the, the level of trust to the judiciary is so critically low, now it is, according to recent polls, it's uh, on the level of 9% only, and that is that is critically low in, in my opinion. And um, mm-hmm. in this uh, in this state, we cannot simply, you know, uh, disregard uh, this. We, sh- we should definitely tackle this problem because, unfortunately, uh, the for for years and years the. Uh, judiciary was very much dependent on the politicians and the, all the appointments and the uh issues of the judicial career were decided by by politicians and that that process was very much compromised and uh, that's why uh we cannot we cannot really say that we have a system a judicial system that is ready to be independent uh as we say we we do not need independent corruption we need uh independent and comprehensive and responsible judiciary so uh, uh in my opinion we we definitely need illustration procedures which of course should be should of course follow uh the standards that should be uh, uh, the, uh po- yes carried out of course according to to rule of law uh principles and 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 uh, how how to we actually have um, a, a proposal how to how to do that because uh now as we amend the constitution uh, we change the judicial system quite, quite a bit, and uh, uh, we basically can. We're basically uh, telling of, uh, or, 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 or let, let's say, we're forming the judicial system uh, f- from scratch. We're forming the new judicial system, and that gives us uh, absolute possibility to, the real possibility to appoint uh, every, and each to reappoint every, and each judge into that newly created system, yeah, which we believe. Uh, would help a lot because what we really need is the screening. It's not the automatic illustration that that is widely criticized that if you, for example, if you were in in the office from, I don't know, this year till this year, you're automatically dismissed. We we don't support that. We we think that all the judges should uh, undergo a procedure of reappointment or a thorough screening that would include several uh, very important things as as the issues of the judicial career and and, uh, and and many 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 other important things that would that would help decide whether a judge should should be kept in the office or not.
0: Mm-hmm. In this regard, there are many comparisons made with previous processes of transition and transformation in Eastern Europe. I wonder if you think there are some lessons learned from such processes. Some people sometimes refer to Poland or others to Georgia. What is your take on this question?
1: Well, uh, there are some some stories, of course, uh, the Reformation stories from our uh, partner countries and actually bordering countries that we should, of course, take into account. Uh, uh, the, The experience of Poland and Slovakia is actually what uh, raised, uh, this question or what, what, what convinced us that, uh, we definitely need to do something about it because, uh, they do not have a real, uh, a real success story, uh, on that because the, the illustration processes in Slovakia and in Poland were quite, uh, they, they had a very soft illustration that didn't manage to, to dismiss many judges that were still the part of the old Soviet, uh, system or Soviet kind system and uh, they're still suffering now, and what I hear from many Polish experts that basically they say our judiciary doesn't work because we still have these uh, uh, old-minded judges who are so independent, we simply cannot cannot do anything about it. Of course, let me repeat that judicial independence is very important, but we cannot take take chances of uh, letting uh, it be independent and uh, very compromised. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, the the, the experience of these countries, of course, uh, also helps us uh, think that we are on on the right way proposing this this, uh, reappointment of all judges and screening of all judges uh, that would uh, help us create the new, uh, transparent and honest and just judicial system.
0: Mihailo, maybe one final question. In all this process and given that ukraine is now part of the association neighborhood with the eu that as you know includes not only three elements but also reform elements what would you think that would be the most positive role for europe in this process of transformation
1: well i would uh for, first of all let me let me say that uh i'm very thankful and i really think that uh we uh we should be really grateful to uh, uh to our european partner partners and uh, uh the european union and the council of europe that uh that sets the standards and that actually makes us uh implement standards that shows us what uh what should be and what should not be in place in order to have rule of law in our country and human rights of course uh what uh what other suggestions can i uh, can i make is uh, well uh, from what i know uh the the venice commission for example uh, and uh, some european experts as well they don't quite support the idea of uh, lustration uh, in general however the it, it changed quite a bit since uh, the last um, opinion of the venice commission on uh, the ukraine's uh, law on lustration was adopted and that's 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 a big progress uh what what i what i'm trying to say is uh, of course we should uh, w- we would like to to see and to hear more support from from the european uh, institutions and experts in uh, ukraine's efforts on lustration and on cleansing uh, of uh, these uh, corrupt and compromised officials that actually that uh, sabotage all the reformation process because one thing is to uh, adopt a necessary law, the uh, totally other thing is to implement it. And actually, those officials responsible for implementing the law are the ones that really should be driving the reform. So, um, I would say that uh, uh, more support on uh, on uh, honest and effective illustration would, would really benefit Ukraine.
0: We were listening to Mikhail Ternakov, expert on the judicial reform in Ukraine. Don't miss the rest of the series of podcasts, Voices of Ukraine, Voices from Ukraine, and the the content and analysis in our website, ecfr.eu. You can also find us in Facebook and Twitter.